Hello, welcome to 1000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. Thanks so much for being here this week. Uh, I am continuing this series of introductions to the essayists who wrote for book two of the Well Trilogy, which is called A Tale of Two Trees. And this week's essayist is Ben Holstein. And Ben chose the third track off the new album, uh, which is called How Can We Sing? And he wrote a great essay in response to it called Sing an Exile's Love Song. In the intro essay to the book, A Tale of Two Trees, uh, I go into a lot more depth about the themes of this album. And the song that Ben chose is based on Psalm 137. And this is the psalm where the Israelites are lamenting uh, from this context of exile in Babylon. Uh, in the worst possible situation, they have to decide whether or not to give up on singing the lover's song. Um, here they are, they're being tortured, they're being mocked by their Babylonian slave drivers, and then they're being told to sing worship songs to the God who has seemingly abandoned them. And it's humiliating. The Babylonians are trying to totally break their spirits, right? Um, and so the Israelites have hung up their harps on the trees. They've given up hope. But then they suddenly rally and they decide that no matter how stupid they feel, they're going to keep singing these songs of faith in Yahweh. Even here, even in this miserable situation. As an aside, it's been really interesting to read the book of Daniel lately with my small group here at home and see these foreign dictators like Nebuchadnezzar and Cyrus who have Israel under their thumbs. Uh, these guys are being humbled and, and they're starting to make these proclamations that people should worship Israel's God. I mean, can you imagine being one of these despairing exiles and seeing that sort of thing happening? That would be wild to be reminded that Yahweh is not just some local deity, but he is the only and true God over all the earth. At any rate, this song, in an album about faith-keeping, is posing this question in the song sequence. Um, will we sing or not? Will we drop our hands in despair or pick up our harps and play a fool's love song, trusting that God's unfailing love will prove true, even though we cannot imagine how? So that's the idea with this song, which is already streaming wherever you listen to music online, and you can get the book on Amazon so that you can read the full essays. Today, though, I'd like to share a little excerpt from Ben Holstein's essay. But first, here's a little more about Ben. Ben Holstein believes that a life spent in pursuit of awe, wonder, and gratitude in the midst of the everyday is the best preparation for an eternity spent in the presence of their ultimate source. He spends his days thinking, writing, talking, and living out of this conviction 
currently as a Ph.D. candidate in art and theology at the University of St. Andrews. He lives on the edge of the North Sea with his wife and two children, and you can find him online at benjamin.omg.lol, and you can subscribe to Transcendent Mixtapes, his forthcoming newsletter reflecting on writing on religious life in the 21st century, filtered through a lifetime of obsessive pop music listening. Uh, You can find that at transcendentmixtapes.substack.com. Ben and I go way back, and it's kind of funny how we've kept crossing paths again and again over the last decade. We originally met at a music festival called Escape to the Lake, put on by UTR Media. Alas, what an incredible event put on by Dave Trout and friends. I met so many wonderful people there. Um, Ben was there, and he offhandedly mentioned that if I were ever in the Wisconsin area, I should come visit. Well, I tend to take people up on offers like that, and so I did stop by. Thankfully, Ben and his wife Anna really are some of the most genuinely hospitable people that I know. And apparently that offhand invitation was also genuine. Ben grilled chicken, and Anna made corn on the cob, and it was good. So we've stayed connected over the years, and even collaborated on a few projects, including an Advent concept album called Songs for the Long Night, along with several other friends. Something I love about Ben is that he really loves music. He loves listening to it. He loves making it. He loves reading about it and writing about it. And he's always listening carefully for the ways that the music God is singing over us is showing up in everything that he hears. He loves his family so beautifully. He loves his craft, his friends. And he loves the Lord in a wonderful, joyful, achingly beautiful way. So I'm so glad that Ben agreed to be a part of this book. So, here is Ben reading a little excerpt from his essay for you. And if you'd like to read the rest of it, you can order the book, A Tale of Two Trees, and read it, along with 12 other essays uh, by various contributors. You can just visit my website, matthewclark.net slash shop. You'll see the book and the album in there. And stay tuned after the essay reading to hear the song that Ben wrote in response to. So here's a little bit of Ben's essay entitled, Sing an Exile's Love Song. Third culture kids come from various backgrounds. Naturally, their actual experiences of living cross-culturally are just as diverse. Nevertheless, Researchers attest that a nearly universally shared outcome of the third culture kid's time abroad, wherever that may be, is a persistent sense of rootlessness. Having experienced life in a culture other than their own, their perspectives on life and their own personal culture will naturally shift to accommodate these broadened horizons. While this can be enormously enriching, third culture kids remain guests within their host culture. They may come to love their adoptive country, but they are never fully settled. They are constantly aware that while they may be welcomed, they do not belong in the same way their local peers appear to belong. Further, 
If third culture kids ever return to their country of origin, ostensibly home, they find that the gifts bestowed by their time away have changed them. They're always slightly out of step with the broader culture to which they're supposedly native. While it may sound slightly absurd, I can only describe this feeling as a permanent sense of exile. Sometimes more acute, sometimes more muted, it never goes away. Regardless of where I am, I long for a deeper belonging that perpetually eludes my grasp. I feel destined to spend my life endlessly asking, where is home? I used to think that my experiences as a third culture kid had created the longing for home, the sense of displacement that follows me wherever I go. But over the years, I've met many whose own beautiful and painful awakenings put them in this between space, without a move across the ocean. An encounter with the staggering grandeur of nature can do this, with great art, great loves, great losses, events that shatter or shock us and transform our vision, after which we can no longer deny the longing in ourselves that no created thing can ever truly satisfy. This sensation has many names. Duende, Sansukt, Melancholia. All these may be differently nuanced, but near their core lies a sense of nostalgia for a place we've never been. Today, I realize that my experiences as a third culture kid opened my eyes to a truth often obscured by viewing our earthly homes as an ultimate good rather than an indicative or an analogous good. To see this reality is to be divested of any illusions that we will find ourselves truly at home in our earthly sojourn. It is painful, it's a kind of persistent suffering, but it is also a gift. St. Augustine, who spent his youth searching far and wide for earthly fulfillment for his insatiable desire, put it like this when he encountered Christ, boldly proclaiming to his God, You made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. This, then, is the end. Not only as termination, but as telos, of all our earthly longing, our faith made sight in the face-to-face -face gaze of Jesus, at home, at last, in the New Jerusalem. Where God dwells with us is where we belong. Until then, we lift our weary voices, even as they crack and break upon the notes and sing the ache bearing witness to the promise. His love endures forever. All right. Thanks so much to Ben Holstein for being a part of this project and for writing a really wonderful essay. And now to close us out this week, here is the song that Ben chose from A Tale of Two Trees. It's track number three from the album. It's called How Can We Sing?
right, friends. Go find Ben Holstein online. I'll post links in the show notes over at matthewclark.net slash podcast. And you can get over to my website shop or to Amazon to get a copy of A Tale of Two Trees so you can read the rest of Ben's essay along with 12 other essays and even more in the book. Uh, Next week, we will have an essay excerpt from Stephen Elmore, who is president of the C.S. Lewis Foundation. He wrote an essay for the fourth song of the album called Like a Lamb. Until then, thanks so much for listening, and if you read the book, please take a minute to go over to Amazon and review it. That makes such a big difference. It's really, really helpful. Uh, If you would take a minute to do that, that would be awesome. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week on 1000 Words. Thank you.